Welcome back to Peeling Back Money in Life, and this is your host, Casey Redman. If you believe you can change, if you make it a habit, the change becomes real. Quote by Charles Duhigg, the author of The Power of Habit. In today's episode, we are going to cover how to create a good habit, how to break a bad habit, what is habit stacking, and what is habit tracking. And this is going to build a little bit off our last episode of building the ideal life. Because a lot of a big part of building the ideal life is developing the habits, developing the good habits, because our habits, most of our great habits start off as goals. And if we don't build good habits and learn how to break our bad ones and recognize them, then we're going to keep living our repetitive life, which I think we all want a little bit of a better life. And much of today's podcast content came from me reading Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. This is the best book on habits that I have read, which I rank slightly above Charles Dwig's book titled The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business. And I'll include both of those books in the show notes. Your habits determine whether you reach your goals and how quickly. So if you look back at your your struggles, your successes in life, I think you could bring some truth with that. So for me, I would suggest a habit tracker. You know, this is going to, one, help you to see which habits are good, which habits are bad, and how you are doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis with those habits. You know, what percent of those habits, you know, if you pick 10 habits, for example, How many of those habits are you completing on a daily basis? How many times do you get 10 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10? And for example, how many of them that you, when you you look back and let's say, for example, one of your habits is journaling. So you're journaling about how your day went or maybe looking forward to how the day is going to go. Do you notice if you don't reach all those habits or reach certain ones that you don't have as good of a day otherwise? So, for example, maybe one of your habits is you want to have two alcoholic drinks or less for a day. And some days you're going to have zero, but some, you know, do you notice if you have more than two alcoholic drinks, how effective you are the next day? Because we know that alcohol is going to affect our sleep, which then the next day is going to affect our energy level and our mental clarity. Do you notice that? And in order for you to really notice you're going to have to know what it feels like not to drink it and, and probably for a period of time. And what, because if, for example, if we, if we don't eat the healthiest food and we don't exercise and get that quality of sleep, we never know how much energy we could truly have. We never know the abundance of energy we can have. And I think many of us are living kind of that, that sluggish, life the grind because we're eating fast food and those things so we don't actually know what how much energy could I actually have how good could I actually feel um, so you take control of your habits but only if you want to your habits will determine whether or not you accomplish your goals and how quickly goals control habits and habits control goals and i said those exact same things in my last episode but i think it's highly worth repeating so focus on one habit at a time and get one percent better every day because we know if we focus on too much change 
that we're going to get overwhelmed. So if you are putting together a habit tracker, for example, don't put 10 new habits down there. Maybe you just add, maybe you're putting ones that you want to keep going and you're adding maybe one, maybe two at the most of new ones. Because getting 1% better every day, that compounds to 3,678% by the end of the year. That is crazy. So the power of compounding, which we've talked about with money, we've talked about with investment cost, well, that can go to our personal development, how we are increasing our personal development each and every day. And one way that I have... Um, learn to increase my personal development, for example, is listening to podcasts, listening to audiobooks, whether that's when I'm working out, whether that's when I'm walking, uh, I'm driving to work. And then you can, many times you can listen to it at one half or two times the speed. So you're getting through just that much more material. Um, but one thing to be careful of there, and one thing that I am still working on myself is not to just keep going through books and podcasts and audio, you know, that we want to really reflect on why are we listening to what we're listening to and are we implementing what we're learning into our lives? Otherwise, it's us just consuming more information. So we need to have a purpose behind it and a plan to actually implement those things. And trust me, that is a a continuous lifelong uh, process and some days, some weeks are going to be better than others. But it's that thought of keeping that in our minds that if we are reading all these personal development books, for example, or money books, food, health books, whatever it happens to be, are we asking ourselves, are we actually implementing at least one thing out of that book? Otherwise, what what did we read it for? Was it just for relaxation, leisure? And maybe that was the purpose of it. And if that was the purpose of it, okay. But there should become a point that we are looking to improve ourselves, improve the lives of those around us, and take action on what we are reading, listening to. And a big part of this is focusing on systems instead of goals. This is... This is, again, one of the areas that I am still working on in my personal and professional life is developing the systems that are going to help me reach my goals, make my life easier, more efficient, more productive by developing those right systems. And those systems, there's going to be kinks and tweaks. Um, and it's more about, you know, let's let's try this and we'll tweak it as we go. Don't rack your head around I need to get the best system developed, planned out before I start implementing. Implement, so take action, fire, and then aim. That was a good analogy I just heard recently. So take action, fire, and then aim. And what that basically means is take action and then adjust that as you go. So maybe your goal is to become a millionaire, for example, and your system is tracking spending, how much am I saving, ways to increase income, how am I investing, becoming less materialistic, etc. So a good book that I read, and this is also a system and a process that you can go through too, it's titled The 12-Week Year, Get, Get More Done in 12 Weeks Than Others Do in 12 Months by Brian Morin and Michael Lennington. And the idea behind this is developing a good system, and they break, basically break down goals into quarters. So hence the 12-week year, 12 weeks, 3 months. 
And then by having that ultra focus and narrowing down your folks and tracking that information, you develop way more than a year than most people do in five years or a decade. So I, I'll let you go ahead and read that book, and they have a website and stuff out there too. Many, many free material. They also have stuff that you can buy and purchase. I have no affiliation, but I just think it's a great resource. Um, so it's about developing the right cues. You know, what is the time, the location, the prior event when you are trying to build your habits? Make a specific plan for when and where. I will blank behavior at blank time in what location so maybe it's you trying to uh, work out in the morning so i will work out at 4 30 a.m in the morning in my basement and you're going to design your environment to make sure that you're going to be successful at that each and every day so design your environment um, also means you're not just being a consumer of your environment so you're looking at your environment you know, I talked about your office environment, your home environment. So who, who, who made that for you? Was it, did you design it or did it come from, Ooh, I saw that commercial. Ooh, I saw that TV. Ooh, I saw that at somebody else's house. So don't just be a consumer. Um, and then it's about the habit becoming second nature. It's about helping maybe to help you free up more time to pursue what you want, to be more creative. So ask yourself, is this a good habit? Is this a bad habit? Is it a neutral habit? And write down all the habits that you have. So this may take some time, but, and you can do this. It doesn't have to be in one sitting. So just as you're kind of going throughout your day, oh yeah, yep, write that one down. Is, ask yourself, is this the person I want to be? What would a saver do? What would a wise investor do? What would a non-materialistic person do? What would a reader do? What would a healthy person do? What would a runner do? So ask those questions. Depending on who you want to be, who you want to become, would that person do that? So would a healthy person eat a bag of chips? Would a healthy person drink every night? You know, what do you want to be? Who do you want to become? So let's get on to how to build better habits. And it's about that feedback loop. Try. You fail, you learn, and then you try differently. Feedback loop, try, you fail, you learn, you try differently. So it's about that fire aim. So if this, then that. So how to create a good habit. And this is uh, based upon the book by James Clear, Atomic Habits. Make it visible. So write down your current habits. Use habit stacking, which we will go into in further detail in a little bit. Design your environment. Be specific about desire behavior, when and where you will do it. So kind of thinking about like those SMART goals, for example, be specific. So make it visible. And I think one good way is just write down your current habits in a habit tracker. Um, secondly, how to create a good habit, make it irresistible. Do something you enjoy right before a difficult habit. Uh, join a group where your desired behavior is normal. Pair action you want to do with action you need to do. And I will go through some examples. I just want to go through how to create a good habit. So firstly, make it visible. Secondly, make it irresistible. Third, make it effortless. So reduce the number of steps. Prepare your environment. Downscale the habits. Automate the habits. And then fourthly, make it fulfilling. Use a habit tracker. Have an immediate reward. What are you going to get 
if you are successful and you have 10 out of 10 habits that day or you are 90% that week, how are you going to reward yourself? When starting a new habit should take less than two minutes to do. Very easy. Okay. For example, put on running shoes. Walk 10 minutes. Walk 10,000 steps. Run a 5K. Run a marathon. But that depends on where you are at in your, for example, if, if one of your goals is to work out more, and if you've never worked out, maybe it's just putting on your running shoes. And then it's maybe walking 10 minutes. So you're, you're, you're going a little bit further. And then it's walking 10,000 steps. And then it's running a 5K. And then it's running maybe a 10K. And then it's running a half a marathon. And then it's running a marathon. So you're, you're slowly building, building gradually going forward. Make it easy to start and the rest will follow. For example, log in to Discover Card or open up an Excel tracking spending sheet to start getting better at um, a cash flow system, a budgeting system, a tracking system. So here's a tracking spending example. Use one form of payment like a credit card. You review one day's spending. Then you review two days spending. And then you review a week spending. And then you review a month spending. Use one form of payment. Sign up for Mint, link credit union and bank union, bank account, link your credit card account, link all the other accounts. So you can see how through those couple different examples, those processes of how you're just starting out very small. Maybe you're just doing one thing. And maybe you're the type of person who's like, I can do all those at once or all in one day. But maybe some people, I'm just going to do one thing today and I'll do another thing tomorrow. And that's okay because the idea is, and the thing that matters is you're moving forward. No matter how small the steps are, you are moving forward personally. And that's how you become a, a better person. You know, you, you grow more into yourself. And by you becoming a better person, you impact the people around you to become better people. And all of a sudden, we impact the community around us. And we make the world a better place just like that, just through one little baby step at a time. Uh, here's another example. Be a saver. So you're going to sign up for your matching money at work. You're going to enroll in automatic savings increases at work. You're going to cut your cable bill. Um, take that and open up a Roth IRA. You're going to slash your cell phone bill by using maybe it's total wireless. You're going to only eat out once a week. Uh, no alcohol or only one alcoholic drink when eating out. So what is rewarded is repeated. We go back to when you have that success, that daily, that weekly, that monthly success, and you're going to reward yourself. Well, what are you rewarding yourself for? Because what is rewarded is repeated, and then what is punished is avoided. Um, here's kind of another example. You're going to take 75% of any savings and put it into your Roth. Take 25% of your savings and put it into a vacation bucket. So going back to the example of using one form of payment, and you're going to review that, that's how you can make it visible and effortless. And you can make it fulfilling by crossing off your habit tracker or telling someone else about your success and, and helping them to do it as well. You can make it irresistible by maybe you're going to review your, your spending when you have a glass of wine or a piece of chocolate, not a whole candy bar, a piece of chocolate. Okay, now moving on to how to break a bad habit. Well, we want to make it invisible. So think of our environment. How can we make it invisible? So we, if we want to stop eating, eating junk food, or if we have a problem with alcohol, we want to make it invisible. We get it out of our house. 
We want to make it unappealing. So we're reframing that. We want to make it painful. And for example, increase the number of steps and friction to it. So we talked about when we make a good habit, we want to decrease amount of steps. Here we want to increase the amount of steps. And then make it unfulfilling. So we want to here create a habit contract. So this goes back to having an accountability partner. So how to break a bad habit, make it invisible, make it unappealing, make it painful, make it unfulfilling. So here's an example, shopping, invisible. I don't shop in stores without my accountability partner. I block certain sites when I'm on my computer. Automatically I have to log into each site and re-enter your credit and debit card each time, for example. Your credit and debit card are not saved automatically. So it's having to get up, go get my credit card out of my wallet or my purse and having to re-enter that. Um, make it unappealing. This is going to cost me X amount over 10 years if I would have invested this anyway. So if I would have spent $100 on this dress versus if I would have invested it and I could have earned maybe 7, 8, 9, 10% over 10 years, that money would have earned, we worth this much and I would have been able to maybe go on this trip with my family or myself. Make it painful. Am I going to have to get rid of something if I buy this? Make it unfulfilling. If I buy this, I have to do dishes for a month. And that where that's where your accountability partner, your, your contract come in comes into play. That what is going to, and you're putting that down there. Maybe it's dishes that you don't like to do. Maybe it's mowing the lawn. Maybe it's uh, vacuuming, dusting, whatever it happens to be reframing example so here's an example living below your current means increases your future means instead of saving money is a sacrifice so we're going to look at it living below your current means increases your future means instead of saving money as a sacrifice so you get to also you get to versus have to using that as a reframing we can find evidence for whatever mindset we choose a good habit, make it irresistible. A bad habit, make it unappealing. So a person of motion or action. Are you always reading and planning but never really acting? So it goes back to that audiobooks, reading, but you're never implementing what you're reading. Can plan and learn so much, eventually you need to practice and take action, and then you can adjust and iterate later. Try, fail, learn, try differently. Use a habit tracker. Successful people stick with it. It's not always going to be easy. Do a review on how you are doing your habits. Monthly, quarterly, yearly. More frequent when you're first starting out. Track it on an Excel sheet. It, maybe it's on a piece of paper. Just do it somewhere. Where? Are, how are you going to be most successful? Or is it going to be on your phone? Is it going to be on your computer? Is it going to be on a piece of paper, on your nightstand, in your bedroom mirror, in your workout area, at your office, what's going to work best for you? And again, it's about taking action and then figuring that a lot out along the way, what process is going to work for you. Habit stacking is the idea of after current habit, I will insert new habit. So for example, after paying credit card bill, I will put expenses in the spreadsheet. Uh, after paying credit card bill, I review purchases and see if they align with who I want to be and my desired outcome. Um, another one. 
when I get by a new item, I will give something away. After reading a book or a chapter, I will write down one action I will take. After I brush my teeth, I will get my workout clothes for tomorrow ready, put them by my bed. After I get home, I will pack my lunch for tomorrow. After reviewing my net worth on January 1, I will increase my 401k contribution at work. So those are about a half a dozen examples, and you can go on and on and create them yourself. I will include those in the show notes. Layers of behavior change. Outcomes are what you get. Processes are about what you do. Identity is about what you believe. So start by focusing on who you wish to become. Your habits need to become a part of your identity. Every action is a vote for who you wish to become. So for example, um, people like to complain about our government politics, the how food, how healthy food is more expensive than junk food. Well, how are you voting with your dollars, for example, when it comes to food? Because every action is a vote for that. Um, how are you... And then here's on a personal level, so every action is a vote for you wish to become. Are you working out every day? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating the kind of healthy food? And who do you want to become? Are those actions in direct correlation to that? And it really just comes down to just do it. Just take one action, folks, on one thing today. Because you act, you fail, you learn, you act, you fail, you learn, and the cycle goes on. Just like money, habits can compound for or against you. Here's a quote by James Clear. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. And I'm going to repeat that because it's about taking small steps. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. And just kind of uh, in review here, join a group where your desired behavior is the normal behavior and you already have something in common with that group. It's going to make it that much more easier because running against the grain requires a lot more effort. You need to have people around to support you. Turn off the media because that is generally not going to help get you there. Do some reframing. You get to versus have to. And we can find evidence for whatever mindset we choose. How to build a good habit. Make it visible. Make it irresistible. Make it effortless. Make it fulfilling. How to break a bad habit. Make it invisible. Make it unappealing. Make it painful. Make it unfulfilling. Use habit stacking. Use a habit tracker. Okay, and I'll include a lot of that in the show notes. So my call to action for you is start tracking your habits and identify, is this a good habit you want to continue or a bad habit you want to break? Do a review on how you are doing on your habits. Start out doing it daily, then weekly, then monthly, then quarterly, then yearly. You're going to need to do it more frequently when you're first starting out. Join a group where your desired behavior, okay? And just want to repeat that again. And again, thank you everyone for listening. I am glad to provide some hopefully value to you. Let me know what you think about this, what you'd like to hear about in future episodes. Give it a five-star rating on iTunes. Share this with somebody. I believe it can make a difference in their lives. And just thank you again for listening. And lastly, for the disclaimer, this podcast for educational purposes only has anything that you'd find online. 
I would only give my advice to people who I know their personal situation. And without knowing yours, it would be foolish to provide advice. For advice, consult all the experts you may have in your life, your accountant, your attorney, your financial advisor, essentially the people who know you and your situation personally.